Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the Magimuscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Trevancore, a half-elf Beastmaster Ranger. Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks. Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns. And I am Lauren, a.k.a. Obocrazy, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeon Drunks. Hello everyone, your DM Lauren here. We recorded a game that was so long and full of such good stuff that we needed to actually split it into two different episodes. Last week was part one, where our heroes returned from an adventure in Chult, made teleportation and snail shell selling plans, got all the water out of their bag of holding, bought healing cakes, and wrote letters to a variety of friends around the Sword Coast. This week's episode picks up the next morning, as they are off to check out the undead-infested tunnels beneath the Bloody Fist. Because this is essentially part two of last week's episode, there's no new drink recommendations. However, we do have a sponsor! This week's episode is sponsored by the wonderful folks at Polymorph Crafts and their Mimic Chest. It's a unique way to carry all of your dice, minifigures, pens, pencils, and more for your D&D game, and it is Awesome! This gorgeous, handcrafted wood mimic chest uses over 200 magnets to transform from an easy-to-carry chest to everything you need for D&D. A dice tower and rolling tray, three dice vaults, two pen and pencil holders, plus card stands for spell or attack cards. With plenty of extra space inside, you'll never have to leave anything at home. Polymorph Crafts is launching a Kickstarter in mid-October, and early bird backers can get 5-10% to off. So sign up for email updates at polymorphcrafts.com. Make sure you check out the pictures and videos of the Mimic Chest at facebook.com slash polymorphcrafts, or follow them on Twitter at polymorphcrafts. You will truly appreciate its design when you see it in action. They sent me a mimic chest of my own to try, and I love it so much. So I highly recommend you check them out at polymorphcrafts.com. And now, back to the adventure. You guys head out into the streets and quickly find your way back to the Bloody Fist, where your friend Glory is not to be seen, but Brunmilly is there. And he says, ah, you guys are back. All right. Well, and it's the whole crew here. Great. Hi, Brunmilly. He waves at all four of you, but doesn't necessarily uh, shake your hand or anything. He goes, I can show you where the hatch is. Uh, I could give you a bit of a, a layout for a little bit. But as I said, once you're going to reach a door and the door is all blocked off. And the last time we were by that door was a couple weeks ago and there were a whole bunch of zombies. You guys, you guys going to be okay with that? Yeah. Any Yes. And anything you can give us will help. Yeah. I only have the layout, really. I mean... Right, that'll help. Okay. And he pulls out what looks like the roughest of maps. It's it's pretty crude, but it gives you a basic idea. He leads you into the back room where there's a trap door on the floor that he moves a couple of, of crates aside and opens it up. And there is a a rope ladder that leads down into what looks like some sort of cellar. He leads you on down there, lights a, a few uh, oil lamps to, to light the way. And you can see that this is a, a finished cellar. It has stone walls and a stone floor. Uh, it looks to be kind of a storeroom for the moment, but he has pushed most of the stuff to the side. And you can see there is a hole in the wall. And through the hole, he shines the light and showing you the map, he kind of gives you a rough description. The passageway that he illuminates has a pretty sharp uh, decline going about 45 degrees leading down into further than any of you can see, even with your dark vision. And he says, this, this is going to go down quite a while. It switch, switches back, back and forth, back and forth about five times, and then eventually it leads to this landing that actually has stairs. And you go down the stairs, and it leads to a big bronze door. And the door was unlocked when we got there, but when we opened it up, there was this room on the other side. I don't know anything about the room, except it was filled with rotting corpses that wanted us to become more rotting corpses. And that was the last thing I wanted. So we shut the door, and we stuck a whole bunch of stuff in front of it, and that was the end of that. I'm pretty sure... Once you get past 
the zombies, there's a couple of passages from that room, but I don't know anything else. So be careful once you get past the door, because past there could be all sorts of crap. All right. Good to know. Okay. Let's go kill some zombies. And he hands you one of the lanterns that he had lit and says, I'll leave the, the trap door open and make sure I, I keep an eye out for anything. If, if you guys are getting chased out of there, just make sure you make a ton of noise and I'll be here with a with a something and make sure to, to help you guys out. But warn me ahead of time. Don't don't come sneaking back on in here. OK, OK. Yeah, like a bell we can ring when we're on our way back up or something. No, I've, I've, I'm. Trusting that you can yell really loudly. You seem like a big fellow. You seem like you could yell your your lungs out, and I'd be able to hear it halfway across Waterdeep. Little known fact: I bet you I can yell louder than him. That's actually not a fact. It's more of an opinion. Let's probably should have said fact. <laughs> Let's hope that neither of us have to figure out. Right? I don't want to have to put any money down in it. So hmm. it, he hands over the lantern and he says, "All right, go go do your your crazy adventure and stuff and mercenaries." And he goes climbing back up the ladder. I liked it better when they called us god puns. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Who's going first? I'll go first. I assume that since Coco Snoot can't ki- climb a ladder, he's gonna like sit and chill next to. That's up to you. The rope ladder, you guys have been able to maneuver Coco Snoot up and down ladders before. It, I assumed it was one of those things in where Coco Snoot and Shadow were just getting help by Carlton. If oh, okay. you would like him to stay behind, he he is more than happy to- Is it like those rope ladders? Is it kind of like in a well shape, you said? Uh, the rope ladder is just kind of your standard rung rope ladder. Right, I'm saying it like, but it does it like go down into a well shape, was it? And no, it goes down into a cellar, into like a square a room. Okay. It's just the Because I was like picturing like Shadow just like putting his claws on either side and just sliding down slowly. Shadow, you know, bears can climb trees. So I just kind of assume that he's ungainly, but he's... <laughs> and he climbs <laughs> down and up. And Coco Snoot is not incapable, but it's just awkward. And because... Carlton, you, you've you done this before back in Amphail. You basically just grab them and lower them on down and Jonathan can grab them. It's it's not a big deal. But okay. if you don't want to bring Coco Snoot, you can tell him to guard an area and he would stay in this room and guard. It's up to you. I think Coco Snoot's coming with me. All right. You mount Coco Snoot. Uh, let's, let's get a marching order. The You can see this section of the tunnel. It's still rough hewn. It's not a... It's not built just yet, except for pieces of the wall, and it's about 10 feet wide, so you can go two abreast. How would you like to travel? Uh, I'd be in the front. Okay. Party would be in the middle, because she's vulnerable. Yeah, Shadow and I take out the rear. Yeah, Jonathan the Magimuscular will also be in the middle, and he's going to cast Major Armor on himself. All right, so we got Carlton, then Bernie, then Jonathan, then Shadow and Travancore? Yep. That makes sense? All right, you guys head down this incline, and like he said, it goes about 75 to 100 feet on this fairly steep 45-degree incline before hitting a very rough landing and then doing a switchback to continue down. And this happens about five times, each time deeper and deeper into the ground. It gets very cold. But the deeper you get, the more the rough walls turn into fixed stone and you see mortar and actual floor appearing before eventually, instead of a 45 degree incline, at the last switchback, it turns into stairs. And these are small stairs. Bernie, you find them if you were not on Coco Snoot, you'd actually find them comfortable. They're a small oh. size made Bless for maybe <laughs> dwarves, gnomes, halflings. Uh, Carlton, you could practically take four of these stairs at a time. It's 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 kind of weird. But you continue down these stairs until, just like Brun said, eventually it curves around a little bit to the left. There's a, a large flight of stairs leading to a big landing. And in the lantern light that he's given you, you guys can see a giant bronze door. 
the this room opens up into something about 25 to 30 feet tall bits of the the wall itself have crumbled in on itself so it's it's very unused but the door itself is solid and it almost gleams in the lantern light and there are four or five barrels and a box and half a table pushed up against this large almost featureless bronze door I'd like to check the bronze door for traps. Sure. Go ahead and roll an investigation check. Let's see. While he's doing that, I'm going to ready my axe for anything that might charge out. Sure. What'd you get, Travancore? 18. Door doesn't seem to be trapped. Doesn't seem to be locked. It's it's a little awkward getting around your all of the stuff that's been piled up in front of the door. You're trying to do this examination without really touching anything, just in case. But you're you're fairly positive this door doesn't seem to be trapped at all. Uh, You do notice as you are carefully examining around the seam of the door that you do hear some noises on the other side. You very clearly hear Okay, uh, Bernie, do you want to turn this or shall I uh, open with a fire punch? Oh, mm, well, I mean, yeah, we could go ahead and, and, I mean, you could, you, we could do, if we're going to do, like, slice the pie, and I'm going to be the knife, you, we could open, we could fling the door open, and I could do turn undead immediately. And I have, anything within 30 feet has to make a wisdom saving throw. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we could do it, or you could do the fireball, we could get an idea of how many of them there are and how close right, they are. Right, there's only one or two. Then. I don't want to waste turn undead. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Turn undead might be better if we get swarmed, and I've got more fireballs, so. Yeah. And my axe. Exactly, and your my axe crowned. And my bear. <laughs> <laughs> that barely counts. What's what's the plan? Uh, So, am I opening? Yeah, you're going to open, and then I'm going to essentially ready an action to fireball punch immediately in front of the door and into the hallway. And you can ready a uh, sacred flame. Yes, I can have sacred flame just ready to go because it's a cantrip. It does look like the door opens outward and the size of this door, Carlton, you you think by pulling it, you're in order to get it fully open so that um, at least one person could go through, you're going to kind of end up in a weird way behind it. Are you looking to open it fully? Are you looking to just like crack it open? What would you, how would you like to? Do I feel like I could break it and kick it in? Like if I like take the hinges off, can I like bop it in? Oh, roll an investigation check. All right. Don't fail me now, dice. I'll take that 17. It's a pretty hefty door. You think if you had enough time, sure, but this could be hours of work to try to break this thing in. I mean, this is this is a bronze door on thick hinges, and it's not ornate in any way. It's 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 a solid piece of metal. So okay. you think Just unless checking. unless you'd like to spend the rest of the day dismantling this door, not really. Is it no. so big and powerful that Travancore couldn't pull it open from the other side? Along with the idea what being that, like, if both doors open, like, there's two of doors. Is it just one single bronze doors or like a double door kind of situation? A single bronze door. It's just very large. It's probably ah, about uh, 15 feet tall, okay. maybe. All right, guys, I'm gonna do this. All right, let's do it. Keep in mind, I'm right. gonna, it's gonna take me a second to shimmy way out from behind it. That's okay. Hopefully, everything right. will be dead. All right. Oh, sorry. I I was going to say, I draw Mortimer, King of Prussia, to pick up any stragglers. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You guys prepare yourselves. Uh, Carlton moves away the the stuff that's been piled in front of the door to keep it closed. That's nothing for you. But I will need, Carlton, a strength check in order to open the door. All right. Uh, Just straight strength, not athletics? Uh, No, just give me a straight strength fix. You're just... Okay. Strength to hold this door open. Uh, soft 20. You grab the handle and there's a moment where it resists and then 
and you, with most of your might, pull it open. You end up kind of having to move five feet off to the side in order to to get this open. Uh, You can see now through this doorway a fairly shallow room. At least it maybe is only... 15 feet. It seems to continue off on sides and there seems to be a bridge leading from, you know, kind of if you were to go straight ahead. Of course, if you were to go straight ahead, you would have to go through a bunch of zombies. At the moment, all you can see are the three of them that seem to be up next to the door and thus we can roll initiative. All right. (laughs) The zombies have a negative two to their dexterity. Bucks. Uh, Bucks got a 7. And Bernie? Bernie got a 15, and she's gonna run and go get a glass of water. Unless sure. she wants to get Bernie a glass of water. Jonathan? Uh, also a 15. Uh, what's your dexterity mod? What's your, um, yeah, your dexterity modifier? Bernie's dexterity is a nothing, so Jonathan so wins. Jonathan is gonna win. Shadow? Shadow got a 17. 17. Dang, Shadow. And Travancore? 18. <laughs> and Carlton. 17. Uh, what's your your initiative bonus? Uh, my bonus is a plus three. And what does Shadow get? Shadow gets a... Oh, no bonus. All right, so Carlton will go first. I am faster than a bear. <laughs> you are faster... Also- how is it that, like, I finally roll pretty good on initiative, and all you fuckers roll back? <laughs> it's feast or famine sometimes, guys. It's feast or famine. Okay. Let's do this. Travancore, even though you are in the back of the group, you are the first person to act as you see these three decrepit, shambling corpses of humanoid figures. They look like they have been dead for eons, at least. They are practically skeletons. What would you like to do? Well, you know what? Travancore has been mean to take uh, Mortimer, King of Prussia, out on a test drive. So against his better judgment, he's actually going to run up to the one on the left, who he's nicknamed Gary Shambling, and he's going to attack him with uh, with Mortimer, King of Prussia. All right, Travancore runs into the doorway and slices at the zombie. I can't even be mad at you for not using your more powerful thing, because I did name this sword. Yeah. You did. So 22. Oh, yes. Sweet. It's going to do six damage. All right. You slice into this zombie and it is left shambling, but still standing. All right. And Travancore is going to move to the lower left hand quadrant from the the zombie. So it's going to be like catty corner a little bit, like just a little, just one space, five feet to the left. Okay. You will incur an attack of opportunity from, there were two zombies kind of in that doorway. If you move to the left, that one will get a swipe at you. Oh, isn't there like a parry kind of thing where you have to move around and you're still within the site, you can not- If you're still within five feet of the zombie, or in this case, or if you're still within melee range, then you're fine. But if you move to the left, the, the, you see how there's two of them in front of you? Oh, got it. The one on the right, you'll move out of its range. You would know this. Yeah. Yeah, Travancore's done then. All right, Carlton, it's your turn. Is it difficult terrain to just go over that one square since I'm behind a door? No, uh, you would. You've got plenty of movements that if you wanted to move around the door and get into the doorway, you and Travancore would be blocking the door at that point, but you can't am move. I able to, am I able to swing around like that? No, the zombies are okay. blocking the doorway. You can move Completely. into the okay. door with Travancore, but you cannot move through the zombies. Gotcha. Not unless you want to, like, barrel through them somehow. Uh, I will, with my axe. <laughs> All right. Are you are you seriously going to try to, like, bull rush them, or are you just talking about- No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut them down to clear our path. Sure. And I'm going to go for the one in front of Travancore. Okay. Don't suck. And it's just a normal roll. 24 to hit for oh, 18. Yeah. And it's, this is the axe? This is the axe, yeah. All no right. You slice into this creature. You did 18 points of damage? 18. Okay. Uh, this zombie croaks at you as you slam the axe into its neck, and then it falls over, and it dies. All right. Well, I said I was going to clear the hallway, so I'm going to clear the hallway, and I'm going to do it again. On the next one? Yeah, on the one in front of me. Okay. All right, this is going to be- Damn! <laughs> nice. All right, so I critted. Woo! All so right. So I'm going to get to roll two more D12s. Oh, everyone eat slash drink. Mm-hmm. Ah. All of the eating and drinking is a natural 20. So, Yay! 
13, 23, 27 points of slashing. All right, yeah, that one definitely goes on down as you just lop. Half of its head is already missing, and you take the rest of it off as it falls over deceased. And go ahead and roll me a perception check. I would love to do that thing. Ooh. Seven. Ooh. All right, you <laughs> see the one kind of in front of you to the right, and it's it's moaning at you. All right, and I'm going to get up here, up open his business. Okay. As you move up, since now you've moved into this weird room. As I said, it's only about 15 feet deep before you can now see that there is a pit and what looks like a rope bridge leading out into darkness. The room extends on either side for another good 40 feet to the right and 40 feet to the left. And both directions then have doors leading off into other sections of this weird under mountain area. Uh, as you move to the right, you very clearly see several more of these zombies shambling around. They have been alerted by your presence and are moving up towards you. And there's the faint glimmer of light coming down from the other side of the hallway. How many is several? What we see on the board? Uh, you currently see four zombies. The one that you've uh, moved that way to. I call out, hey guys, there's, there's still four left and possibly more. All right. But I can't oh, see him. Oh, great. It's Shadow's turn. Okay, so it seems to me that if Shadow runs through uh, Jonathan's spot, he should have just enough movement to get into flanking with the one that's in front of uh, Carlton Tanks. Yep, it will be Carlton, the zombie, Shadow, and then Shadow will be up against the rope bridge at that point, leading off into darkness, just so you know. Oh, well, duly noted. <laughs> okay. But he so- can move there. So Shadow's going to bite this fellow, and let's attack with advantage. Well, just oh, as well that I have advantage. Um, so 20, <laughs> yeah. but it's a soft one. That definitely hits. Rad. That's going to do seven damage. Seven, okay, yeah, he takes a chunk out of this thing's side and <laughs> spits it out because it's rancid. Hmm. All right, and with that, uh, Shadow, very satisfied with the handiwork, Shadow finishes his turn. All right, Jonathan, it's your turn. We had a plan, so we're going to execute that plan. Uh, Jonathan the Magic Muscular is going to get right behind Carlton. All right, you move through the door and then past Travancore. Did you want to get literally right behind him within melee range of that one zombie? Uh, sure, because we're going to, we're going to do a fireball punch. Okay. So I'm like, Carlton, Shadow, Duck. So if he does- Where? If he does this and sets off the fireball in the back, uh, here- Where's this rope bridge? He, I don't want to burn the rope bridge. Just past Shadow, right? That's correct. So to the north is the rope bridge, about 20 feet away from you. This, As I said, this room is not very deep. Then to the east, you see Carlton, these three or these four zombies, then a few more feet of this space and a door, and... Doesn't seem to be anything else, so you should be able to place the fireball in a spot that won't set the rope bridge on fire. Done. Boom. And it's going to hit all four of them? It's going to hit all four of them, and a, and it would hit a Carlton and Shadow, but they get sculpted around. Okay, and what's, it's a dexterity saving throw? It is. Let me roll some damage. Well, before you roll damage, let me roll the four dexterity saving throws. That's a fail. That's a fail. Uh, that, uh, 15? Fails. And a failure. So all four of them fail. Woo! Uh, that is 33. All right. Damn. Two of these go up in your fireball. The one that's just next to you and one of the ones that's further down. They just ignite like Roman candles and burn into disgusting waxy puddles on the floor. The other two are cindered and charred and fall to the ground and then <gasps> and then stand back up again. Man, fuck these guys. Anything else? That's it, apparently. All right. It is their turn. One of them is going to shamble up to Carlton. One of them is going to shamble up to Shadow. There is a sound of a door from behind you guys that opens and more of them come through the door to the west. All right. Those four are not going to make it very far because they had to get through the 
door, and I think, yeah, their speed is only 20 feet, so uh, you notice as four more of these zombies come through the door to the west and start to claw their way down the, the this corridor towards you, the two that are within melee range, one of them is going to go after... Sh- uh, but I don't think a 12 hits, especially not with Shadow in his new armor. Nope. Did we pick up Shadow's armor? I'm trying to remember if we it was ready. You not. did. You got the armor just before you left to go to That's Chult. right. Okay. He is resplendent in his new awesome armor. Anyway, I'm sorry. We didn't get a no chance worries. to RP Either that. way, yeah, Battle Bear is safe. Battle Bear shrugs that off. The one that's on Carlton rolls an 18. Uh, that will connect. Uh, it does four bludgeoning damage. And then you hear this weird... <sighs> Coming from the west, around the side of this doorway, you see this light that had been kind of faintly off to the west. It gets a lot brighter as basically this skull on fire appears. You see one of them floating into the doorway with this maniacal grin as it appears just behind the zombies. There seems to be another one just out of view, but you can see a bit of the flames licking the side of the doorway. The one you can see grins at all of you, and I need Jonathan, Carlton, and Shadow to make dexterity saving throws. I don't like this thing. And I see these things coming at me. A very familiar fireball goes off in the middle of you. That's not good. Well, hopefully they suck at fireballs. All right, Jonathan, what's your dexterity saving throw? 12. Uh, That is a failure. Uh, Carlton. Oh, uh, 13. Uh, That is a failure. And Shadow. 17. That is a success. Shadow is going to nimbly dodge out of the way and take half damage. Oh, boy. 24 fire damage as this fireball goes off between all of you. Travancore, this thing just barely misses you. But you feel this blast of heat as a very familiar fireball, but it's a little different. It's this green flame that goes off. Green flame? Green flame! Green flame! Yeah, Bernie, you just suddenly see a giant green fireball go off. And they are done. And Bernie... It is your turn. What the fuck's going on in there? Bernie's like, what the fuck is all this? And she's going to run in between Travancore's legs, because she can, um, into the hallway, kind of, yeah, right exactly there. And she's going to go, because she under. so what's the range? She's got 30 feet for her turn undead. How far is 30 feet? A radius going of you, towards or is the it mob? directional? Because right now you are within 30 feet. It just says within 30 feet. It doesn't give up. Yep. So it's basically anything within 30 feet of you. From where you are, the two that were in the initial part of the combat, and the four that have just entered, and even the flaming skull that is floating in the doorway are all within your range. What about the second one? You can't see it. No, all it has to be able to do is hear me. Uh, no, it is 35. It is just out of your range. Okay, if I move five feet over, everything stays in my range, right? Uh, yeah. You can move into the hallway. You've got an idea about where it is, and it would be within 30 feet. Okay, Bernie goes, all right, all right, all right. Can everyone see me? Can everyone hear me? Yes? Do I hear moaning in the back? Yes? Good, 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 good. That's good. I like that. Um, and Bernie is going to, as an action, cast Turn Undead. They need to make wisdom saving throws. And if they fail, they die. They're destroyed. And that's if, what's the challenge rating that they have to be under for them to be destroyed? Oh, I see that's in the big book. And I didn't write it in my notes because I didn't have space. You look that up while I start rolling for the zombies. And what kind of saving throw is it? Wisdom. The one on Shadow fails. The one on Carlton fails. That's a failure. That's a natural 20. And that's a what? natural 20. Eat. Okay. What? Two of them, the two that are right next <laughs> to the flaming skull, save one with a natural 20. The rest of the zombies fail. So what's the CR and they just get destroyed completely? One half. 
Well, these guys are less than that. So, four of them. You step into the hallway, you say a couple of religious words under your breath, which might include a few swear words, and poof! (laughs) Your holy symbol ignites in bright, white, searing light. And four of these zombies are just instantly atom bomb in the middle of town, incinerated. Two of them save. And while they squint and moan at your holy radiance, they remain steadfast. As for the flaming skulls, they're not going to be instantly killed if they fail. The creature is instantly destroyed. The challenging that are below a certain threshold is shown to destroy undead table. Okay, both of the top. flame skulls fail. <laughs> it's just normal turn undead. They have to run so, away from me. Remind me. Tell me exactly what it says because I remember several different editions of turn undead. So for both me oh. and the audience, what exactly does turn undead do? A turned creature must spend its turns trying to move away as fast as it can, and it can't willingly move to a space within 30 feet of me. It also can't take reactions. For its action, it can use only the dash action or try to escape from an effect that prevents it from moving. There's nowhere to move. The creature can use the dodge action. So on their turn, you're pretty sure you feel that they're they're going to move, they're going to flee, but that happens on their turn. So anything else you'd like to do? That's my action in my movements and well these flame sculpts seem pretty gross so as a bonus action bernie is going to cast spiritual weapon where would you like to put it right in between these two knuckleheads the flame skulls i was about to say you're gonna have to be more specific than that and it's going to it's going to take the form of a fire extinguisher. All right. Fire extinguisher <laughs> for the win. And which one did you want to attack now that it's been summoned? Closer to me. Let's go ahead and get the one closer to me. Sure. And I'm doing a regular spell attack. 18. I got an 18. Does that hit? Uh, yes, that does. Go ahead and roll damage. And that's four points of damage. It hisses as the flames are dimmed just a little bit by that fire extinguisher. And I believe that's all you can do. Bucks is still sitting out in the hallway. What would you like him to do? Bucks has seen two blasts happen in the corridor. So he's like, nope. And he's gonna he's gonna say, uh, Jonathan, I'm gonna stay out here because that looks <laughs> that I, I don't want to be a crispy critter. And he looks out for for anyone else coming down the hallway. Sure. Uh, Travancore. All right. Travancore, satisfied with his little test run of, uh, of Mortimer, King of Prussia, goes back to an old favorite, the, uh, the flare bow. Doesn't charge it, but he casts Hunter's Mark on, uh, on the one that's closer to the, uh, the two Gary Shamblings over there. And he's going to attack him with, uh, with an arrow. Uh, will a 15 hit? Absolutely. Go ahead and roll damage. Sweet. All right. That's going to do seven, just regular damage, plus, oh, nice. Max damage on the Hunter's Mark. So it's going to be 13 total. The arrow, thunk, right into its side. The zombie reels a little bit, but it is still standing. Okay. And with that, Travancore is going to move about 10 feet back. Carlton, what would you like to do? Uh, I have enough movement. I got 40 feet. I'm going to go all up in their business. You cannot get through the door. The oh, door is blocked sorry. by that's, two that's zombies. It's a blank map, and I thought... Two zombies in the middle of the doorway, and then behind them is one of these flame skulls, and then well, kind of around the doorway. Well, that really angry that I can't go through that door, and I'm going to go all, all, rage all up in their business. Sure. And so we're going to start swinging between me and the flame skull. I'm going after the skulls that fireballed me, and there's a thing in my way. Does a 19 hit? That does. All right, so 6 plus 7 is going to be 13 points of slashing. All right, it is still barely standing. You take off a chunk of its side, but it's still kind of balefully glaring at you with these yellowed eyes. All right, going second swing. Uh, 15 to hit for 10 slashing. And with that, it finally goes down, refusing to be turned, but finally taken out by an axe. No, I'm going to save my axe and charge. All right, it is Shadow's turn. Okay, Shadow should have enough movement to get up to uh, the shambling fellow right in front of him. And this time, we're thinking, uh, uh, we shall. We shall claw. You don't want to bite into that no, kind of No, he already did that. It was very unpleasant for a bear. <laughs> it was all the unpleasant. Ooh, but I'm guessing a nine's not going to do it. 
Uh, you guess wrong. A nine actually would. These oh. are slow. They're not wearing really any armor. They're slow and shambling, so a nine hits. Well, I don't mind uh, being wrong in this instance. I can I can deal with that. <laughs> That's going to do 10 damage. Yeah, Shadow's almost caught off guard by how slow these nice. guys are moving and manages to chunk right down on it. Anything else? Hmm. Nah. Jonathan, it's your turn. Danger close! Kaboom! As another fireball goes off in the middle of the two uh, flaming skulls and the zombie. Okay. And your thing is against resistances or immunities? Yes. Uh, oh. Before, so Jonathan can see these things, right? He can see the one. Uh, what kind of check would it be to know what these things are? A check after you've already said kaboom and set off a fireball. Well, I mean, I I see these things, right? I mean... Yes. Okay. Hmm. Okay. And I can't, I can't, don't know what it is. I can't, like, right before I fire that this thing off, I can't see what it might be. I am a just and kind DM, and I'll let you go ahead and roll a nature check. Ba-ba-da-ba, drink! I'm going to warn you, next time you go ahead and say kaboom and set off a fireball, and then I ask a leading question. (laughs) So these flame skulls, now that you take a look at them and think about it, just before you set off that little bead of fireball, you remember your training, and you remember that you know what these things are. And, oh yeah, they're immune to fire. Just in kind DM, you remember that. Very just in kind. You were getting so <laughs> I don't think we so ever many back it. rubs when I see you next. Okay, uh, let's see yeah, here. Yeah, you put up with I all need to check shit. something. No, he doesn't. All right. They're resistant so, to a lot of things, but they are immune to fire. And you're pretty sure they're also immune to cold and poison. Would have been nice to have that swamp water. <laughs> well. <laughs> they are not immune to swamp water. <laughs> Bernie? Yeah? How would you like to be really big? <gasps> How big? Huge. Okay. Jonathan the Magimuscular goes behind Bernie, puts a hand on her, and casts Polymorph. <gasps> and she becomes a giant ape. <laughs> I, I'm going to grab the stats for you. Bernie, as you say yes and close your eyes and wait to turn into... Large Bernie, your form morphs and shifts. That's all I ever wanted to be. That's all I ever wanted to be was you large grow. Bernie. Now I'm an ape. I, I believe a giant ape is considered a large creature. Huge. You are huge. Hair sprouts from all portions of your body. You now tower over Jonathan, who stands beside you. Bernie is spiritual weapon concentration because as a giant ape, you can no longer control or concentrate on this thing. But there are barrels nearby. <laughs> That's true. It doesn't say concentration. It just says it lasts for a minute. All right. So you lose control of your spiritual weapon, but it does not go away as Bernie. You morph into a giant ape. You are now bigger than Carlton. Yeah. Does the giant ape have dark vision? Let me check. The, the... I mean, there's enough ambient light right now that it doesn't matter, but. Uh, it doesn't look like it, no. But it does have multi-attack. Okay. <laughs> nope. It does. All right. Jonathan, is there anything else you would like to do? Nope. Uh, Jonathan gets back and it's like, the beast is li- the beast is free. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Bernie has been unleashed. So first, the lone zombie that is left is going to try to hit Shadow, but is going to fail miserably. The two flame skulls, as they are currently turned, are going to flee. All right, so they have to use all their movement and dash. Okay, Bernie, even though you can't currently control your spiritual weapon, it is going to get an attack of opportunity on one of these flame skulls. Well, say the one that's already hurt. So go ahead and roll your attack of opportunity as they GTFO. Yes. 14. Uh, that does hit. Go ahead and roll damage. Seven damage. Nice. Your fire extinguisher goes as these two quickly swoop away, and they swoop out of your range of sight. And Bernie the ape, it's your turn. Okay, Bernie's gonna, like, go... (laughs) Seeing things have gone insane. Um, And she's just gonna go chasing after them, like, just, like, like, just tearing off through the tunnel. speed is 40. Just really want to hit them. Well, you shouldn't have turned to them first. <laughs> well, she didn't know. Well, I didn't we, know we, if we this didn't was know. gonna happen. How the <laughs> fuck did I know this was gonna happen? 
40 feet. And you have a climb speed, so you can move up walls, essentially, for free. Okay. You barrel around this door, skid around your fire extinguisher, and go another couple of feet, and that's your movement. At the moment, you can see in front of you a staircase leading down. At the bottom, you think you can see the brief glimmer of the green flame of these skulls, but you can't actually see them. Did you want to keep going? Oh, yes. Let's keep chasing. She's an ape. She is not thinking straight. She's not Bernie. She's ape Bernie. She's running. She's excited to be big and fast. And Remember how last week you were rich. like, I always wanted to know what it would be like to be Carlton. This is Bernie you know. as Carlton. Mighty Joe Young, too. Mighty Bernie Young. You dash down these <laughs> stairs to this landing where you now do see the two flame skulls that you had previously turned. They fled into a small room about 15 feet wide and 15 feet deep. You're just outside of this room and you can see another passageway leading off to the west. But the rest of the room seems pretty empty. And that's about as far as you can move. Damn, I was going to ask if there was anything I could pick up in the room. Because it says I have a rock. It says ranged what? It says rock. Ranged weapon attack plus nine to hit. Well, you used your action this round to dash, so you don't have an attack this round. But yeah, you okay. can just grab a rock nearby oh, okay. and throw it. You you don't have to worry about having one. You just grab one nearby. Okay. Unfortunately, that's all you can do this round. What would Bucks like to do? Bucks is going to cautiously fly in and kind of take up uh, and kind of sit on Carlton's shoulder. for the m- Actually, he'll come sit on my shoulder. All right. He's currently seated on your shoulder. Travancore, what would you like to do? Okay, it's kind of hard to tell from the uh, from the map the way it is, but with my movement being what it is, I think I have thirty feet. Can I get like to the to the one that I have hundred marks? You can definitely get into the hallway and see the one zombie that is left. Absolutely. Well, not the zombie. I meant like the um, my hundred mark. I thought mark one of these uh, flaming guys. Yeah, my movement's thirty. I wanted to see if I can get close enough to be able to launch an air, like easily get a line of sight with them. Yeah, you can sense that it's gone down the hallway, down these stairs, and you can just faintly see the glow from their flames, but you can't actually see it. You don't have any line of sight. All right, he quickly huffs and then turns around and, and points an arrow at the unhunters marked one, uh, the one remaining zombie. Oh, wow. Yeah, oh. nine's not going to do it. That's a natural one. That is a natural one. <clears throat> um, You're a little winded, and so it just goes wide. Well, luckily Shadow's there. He can use his reaction to... Uh, to claw this fellow. Oof, eight. Eight is its AC. Shadow does manage to oh. hit it. Go ahead and roll damage. Let's go do eight damage. It's still standing. It's still moaning and groaning, but it doesn't look like it can take much more of that. Carlton. All right, I'm a uh, five, 10, 15. Do you want to take an attack opportunity? It's dumb enough that it will, but it's going to miss. All right, so it attacked me so I can keep my rage up. I'm going to go all the way there. Okay. I'm actually going to go there in between Before them. So you dash. Do wait. Okay. So you move past Bernie, you enter the room, you see these two flame skulls. As you muscle past Bernie and enter the room, I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. Uh, Is it something I could see coming, just for mechanics? Uh, no. I don't think your danger sense counts for traps that you can't see coming. Nope, so six. Ah, so you barrel into the room, push past this giant ape. You take another step and you feel the floor under you. And darts fly out from the wall. Oh, dear. Oh, no. (laughs) And your cleric is an ape, just so you know. Uh, You take 13 piercing damage, reduced, and I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Fortunately, he's the one with the greater healing potions. Ugh, nine. No, you feel the poison course through your veins. You stumble a little bit. You're going to take six poison damage, and you are currently poisoned. Not a good time for our cleric to be an ape. You can make another save at the end of each of your turns as you feel this white hot poison course through your system. Does it stop me in my tracks or can I continue my movement? It does not because it doesn't kill you. So you can continue your movement. All right. I go back to I go back to tanking <laughs> position. Okay. You should block them from... No, don't go into tanking. Block the doorway because if they can't run away from me, all they can do is This go. is as far as I can go. Oh, okay, just kidding. That's a great That's a great place to be. And also, I don't know where the door is. There's not another door. There's just a hallway leading to the west out of this room. So you're semi-blocking them, actually. A little bit, and I can get OA. You're not preventing them from leaving, but you will get an attack of opportunity on them if they try. Tank's gonna tank. But that's as far as you can go. Yep. 
That is my movement with a dash. Shadow, it's your turn. You've still got a zombie in your face. Claws coming that zombie's way. 13. That hits. Sweet. And that's going to do seven damage. Shadow slashes into the body of this zombie, leaving a huge gaping wound. It falls down to the ground and then picks itself back up again. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan, it's your turn. All right. Jonathan is sees his bear buddy in trouble. So he's going to come on up to this this motherfucker. All right. So Jonathan the Magimuscular is going to kind of like draw his finger guns. And he's going to do like, have you ever seen the movie Equilibrium? You know how they do the gun kata? He's going to kind of do that. But he's going to try and angle it so it looks like it came from Shadow. <laughs> All right. So here come some scorching rays. All right. <laughs> 19. Yep, that hits. Go ahead and roll damage. Uh, so that is a... I think Elemental Adept counts for that too. So that's seven, I believe. Seven fire damage? It, uh, it Yes. Your firebolt slams into it. It was already pretty hurt. It topples over to the side and then picks itself back up again. All right. Fire two. Yep, that'll hit. Uh, nine more. All right. <laughs> And once again, you hit this thing. You take off part of its leg and it falls over and you think there's no way. Nope, it gets back up again. What? Last one. It's rolling really well. That definitely hits. Here we go. 10 more damage. All right. Suck, 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 suck. No, it makes the DC. It no longer has half of its head, but it is still... What? Fucking hate zombies. All right, that's Jonathan the Magimuscular's turn. All right, the zombie is going to try to claw you. 14 versus AC? It bounces off my mage armor. The two flame skulls are both going to turn towards Carlton. Yeah, I figured that was going to happen. It's only one round that they're turned, correct? Turned for one minute or until it takes any damage. Oh, okay, so the one has taken damage, so it's no longer turned. The other one is going to continue to flee, so Carlton. All right, I'm yeah, going to take an OA. Once you're done, it yep. will go down that hallway and continue to run. Uh, soft 20 for 11 slashing. As an aside, these things were actually responsible for a total party kill of one of my local games. Oh, great. That makes me uber confident. To be fair, they there were four of them, an undead dragon and an insane wizard. Oh, man. Is this like that episode of Captain Planet where two of the planeteers are in Venus, so they, Captain Planet can't return their powers, so none of the other planeteers have access to their powers, and there's only, Captain Planet only has the powers of Earth and Heart? Yes. All, and all because, of- Yes. Yes. Okay. Everything is- Just making sure. Because <laughs> I thought maybe, since one of us is out of America now, maybe we've lost our core, like, peak power. <laughs> no, we didn't lose any power. We just turned it into a very, 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 very large ape. Carlton, this other one shifts around you, looks at you, and with a maniacal laugh, two red bolts fire out of its eyes. Nope, don't like. The first one is a soft 20. Uh, yes. Oh, God. And the next one is a 21. Both. So you take 11 fire damage from the first one and eight fire damage from the second one. <laughs> Somebody's eating some cupcakes. It is done. Bernie, you're a giant ape. Bernie is a super mad. Is she... I'm a little confused about the thing that, like, I've been linked here for this ape. But okay. I, I'm i gonna do my very best. She's going to... Is she close enough to attack this dude? Yeah, you're within 40 feet of it, so you can run on up to it. She's gonna run on up to it, and she's gonna start pummeling the shit out of it. I roll and it says I have a plus nine. 25. You definitely hit. For my first fist. 22 for my second you fist. You pound into this thing. Go nice. ahead and roll damage. Hey. 3d10 plus six. <laughs> Thank you. Jonathan, is her polymorph form considered magical? Is she doing magical damage? Uh, I, I doesn't look like it, no. Okay, good to know. 32. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Jesus. 22. You punch it directly into the ground. It smacks into the stone floor. And as it gets back up, you punch it again like a basketball. And when it hits the ground again, you hear a... 
and the flames die out as it dies. And she, (laughs) yes, and she screams really, she turns around and like, you know, she's an ape and she knows like Carlton's her friend. And so, but she's not very good at expressing that. (laughs) So she just goes, over to Carlton. And Carlton goes, Can she take off running after the other one or is she out of action? You moved 40 feet, so I think that's all you can go. That's all I can do. Okay. All right, Bucks. Bucks is gonna, is gonna, he's still on my shoulder though, right? He rode me. Yeah, he's still on your shoulder. Sorry, I haven't moved him. That's okay. Bucks is gonna detach and start soaring down the hallway. All right, how far would you like him to move or where would you like him to move? Uh, Let's go ahead and move him right here. Right by uh, Travancore, and he's going to use his flyby attack to uh, to get away from the zombie. Okay. All right. Travancore. Okay. The zombie that will not die. I have a question. So, like, relative to that bridge, I'm guessing where the bridge is, there's some sort of st- drop off a ravine or, or step or something like that? You haven't really taken a look, but yeah, there seemed to not be floor. Huh. All right. Um, I'm thinking Travancore is not the guy to. This is Sparta. This this guy down down the, down whatever ravine may or may not be here. Also, so, it's not next to the ravine. It's in a doorway. Oh, right. So you'd have to kind of get it over to the side, which you think might be difficult. Yeah, cause I'm thinking since we we can't like push it down. I was thinking originally since we can't kill it, maybe we push it down a bottomless pit. But maybe we put an arrow in it and hope that the arrow pins it down. You can kill it. It's just been. It's just been very successful at not dying so far. Well, hopefully a 21 will at least hit it. That definitely hits. Go ahead and roll damage. 11 damage. Come on. (laughs) Wow. When it rains, it pours. You pierce directly into its chest right where its heart is. And with a natural 20, it still stays standing. Now, let me ask. Your hunter's mark is no longer on that flame skull because that flame skull died. Would you Uh, like to have moved it to the zombie? Retcon. Yes, absolutely. That sounds fantastic. Go ahead and roll Hunter's Mark damage. Two. No, it's still alive. Well, luckily Shadow has a reaction there. I don't know how much of an attack or reaction he can do here. Do you think an attack could involve biting and dragging this guy, or would it just be a simple attack? This is just a reaction, so it's just an attack. Nerds. All right. Now, if he would like to forego attacking and say shove or pull instead... I'll let him do it, but there won't be any damage involved. If he succeeds, he'll just be able to pull him about five feet. Yeah, you know what? At this point, I might as well just attack him. I just want to be a claw. Seven. That actually misses. Yeah. Shadow was expecting this thing to die, and it didn't, and he's upset. Carlton. I'm upset. Hi. Hi. Um, I look in the bag, and I go, cupcake, and I open up my mouth waiting for it to fly in. If you just say cupcake, nothing happens. All right. I reach in, I grab, I say, greater cupcake, and I'm going to eat the greater cupcake. Sure. Because, ow, everything hurts, and I'm going to get back. Oh, come on. Oh, oh. Uh, that's a lot of ones 11. on that cupcake. Oh. Yeah. Uh, well, I have another thing I can do. That's I will a focus. sentence I never thought I would say. <laughs> uh, I'm going to second wind oh my God. as well. Right. Get some. Don't suck. Well, get some extra health back. That's a lot of ones on um, that second. cupcake. All right, and another seven, so back up in a little bit of better shape. Uh, so I'm at the 29 now. Uh, and then, I, I don't know where it is on the map, but I'm going to keep following in the, in the direction as best I can. Your movement is how far? 40 feet. So 20 feet would be the exit to this room and the entrance to the hallway. You don't see the light anymore from this thing that went down the hallway, but it was booking it. You can continue to move and chase it if you would like out of this room. Uh, yeah, and then I'm, I'll do my save, con save. Hold off on your con save and do a dexterity saving throw. Oh. 11. As you charge down the passage, your foot hits a very familiar A volley of darts come at you, and you take eight piercing damage, and you don't need to make that saving throw again because you're still poisoned. Well, you said I get to do it at the end of my turn anyway, right? Yes, but you're going to take two more poison damage, and now you can make a constitution saving throw. Oh, fuck you, You dice! (laughs) You are still poisoned. Dice jail. Uh, Shadow, it's your turn. All right, fully convinced that uh, this uh, zombie is either Duncan McLeod of the Clan McLeod <laughs> or or has the devil on his back and can never die. Take your pick of references. Um, he, I think it's plan, time for plan drag. I wonder if he tries to grab him and drag him, how far can he get him? Can he get him all the way to the ravine? It would be forced movement. He only needs to move about 10 feet. So yeah, if he can get a hold of him, he can try to drag him over and toss him off the edge. 
All right, so what's the mechanics? What do I have to do? What do I have to roll? Let's do an attack. Let's start there. All right. Just a bite or just a special attack or just Yeah, anything? give me a bite attack so he can clamp down on him. Uh, no damage, just an attack. 11. Yeah, that hits. So he grabs this zombie. And now go ahead and make a strength check. It's not a saving throw. It's just regular check, right? Uh, no, so in this no case, it would be just a regular check, not a saving throw. <laughs> Ocho. Sadly, Shadow tries to move him, but the zombie rolled a 17, so he just digs his heels into the ground. What the fuck is this zombie? But he still grasped him, or is he... S- yes, he's still got him grappled. Well, at least there's that, so he had to do a saving throw to get out of it or something, so maybe Shadow could throw him in there next time. Yeah, he would have to take an action to break out of it, and all attacks have advantage on him. But for the moment, Jonathan, it is your turn. This is literally the zombie that would not die. So Jonathan the Mad Muscular is uh all right, he's gonna put he's gonna set off a gout of burning hands right into the zombie's face and sculpt it around Shadow. Dexterity? Yes. No, that's like a nine. Alright. For seven damage. Nope. You blow off one of his legs. And he's still standing. What? Do you give this zombie, like, more health than anything on the planet? No, zombies have this interesting ability where when they die, they can make a saving throw against death. And this one has just made every single saving throw against death. This zombie is a son of a bitch. We're going to be fighting this zombie for the next five episodes. He really loves undeath. All right. The zombie is going to try to break the grapple. But nope, it's still grappled. Bernie, it's your turn. As an ape, you don't see any other enemies in the room. You just see Carlton in the doorway, hacking and coughing and looking a little green. Bernie growls really loud and then takes off down the hallway after the last skull because she's single-minded in her pursuit of it. Okay, you go 80 feet down this hallway. You can see that there's a corner coming up, but you don't see the flame skull. Bucks. Bucks is going to... Soar down to uh, Carlton. All right, and Travancore? All right, seeing everyone struggle against this guy, I mean, Travancore has an approach to his mind where if we can't throw him down a pit, we can't straight up kill him. Maybe we can flesh him into the part where if he has no limbs, at least he's irrelevant as a threat. <laughs> um, so against his better judgment, once again, he draws uh, Mortimer, the king of Prussia, and he's going to run up to the zombie and he's going to attack him. 19? Oh, yes. And he is also Hunter's Mark. It's going to be 6 plus the Hunter's Mark. Another 4, so 10 damage total. Travancore, describe in gory detail the death of this <gasps> zombie. Yay! All right, so, <laughs> getting his bearings with Mortimer, King of Prussia, Travancore draws out his, his, uh, his trusty rapier, slices one of his other leg off so it's down the ground, slices an arm off. Slices the other arm off, and then finally spins around and does the coup de gras, slicing off its head, which dives into whatever ravine or pit we were trying to drag him into, <laughs> wherein the head, for whatever reason, explodes. For so the zombie reason. is dead forever in all time. It detonates into green flame as it falls down into this deep, dark pit. This zombie finally vanquished the only other combatant in this entire encounter fled from your sight. And so we're going to stop there. This will give you guys a chance to regroup. Let me give you some experience for killing the ones that you did, for granting Bernie the ability to be huge, and in a way I don't think any of us were expecting, for all of the letter writing and taking care of the swamp water and toenails in a bag of holding, and especially for going back to get some cake. Especially healing cakes, because I enjoy the idea that Carlton, raging, hurt, is now covered in frosting as he stuffed a cupcake into his face. (laughs) You guys have earned 3,750 experience to split between the four of you. And next time we will pick up right where we left off with a fleeing, flaming skull and zombies that won't die in the Undermountain. Thanks for listening to our adventure. Follow us on Twitter at Dungeon Drunks or find us online at www.dungeondrunks.com and see you next encounter. Hey people, my name is Aram and I am the creator and dungeon master of the fantasy podcast known as God's Fall. Kalgun is a broken world. 
the old gods fought one another to mutual destruction, obliterating magic and swallowing much of the planet in a permanent world storm. The five kingdoms that remain live by an uneasy truce born out of necessity, a peace which is tested when the new gods begin to arise. I recently launched a world book detailing the custom setting for our game, including original races, creatures, countries, people, and rules for the powers that drive the arisen gods known as divinities. We have previews of the book and the artwork at godsfall.com worldbook, as well as more information about the podcast and links so you can secure your own copy in both print and PDF. So thank you for listening and supporting God's Fall, and thank you for checking out the God's Fall Worldbook at godsfall.com worldbook.